Navigating Business Podcast, where we dive into the lives and stories of small business owners from around the country to learn what's worked, what hasn't, and everything else in between. Our goal here is to share as much high-quality business information as possible. And the best part is, it's all by business owners for business owners. Everything here is all about small business. We're here today with Brent Stutzman, the owner of Brand Your Practice. Brand Your Practice is a digital ad agency helping private practice owners leverage Google and Facebook ads to cut through the noise, attract their ideal client, and grow their businesses. And Brent, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, it's great to be here. So tell us a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about Brand Your Practice and, and who you work with. Well, I have to update my LinkedIn profile because I'm, I'm, I'm starting to do more <laughs> than just Facebook and Google ads. But here's the gist of it. There's a lot of businesses that struggle in their marketing. Either they don't have a marketing plan or the one that they're using is like to say, is, it's robbing them of potential clients and revenue. And so what I have done for the last handful of years is help businesses create a sustainable growth plan, a business plan. So they don't get burned out and also to create a sustainable and profitable like marketing strategy. So they have money in the bank at the end of the day. So I've been doing that for a lot of businesses because one, if you can actually create a business that serves you, then you can create the life that you want to live a life that you actually love and enjoy doing. Cause I've seen a lot of business owners just get burned out. They're working 80 hour weeks and that's not sustainable, especially if you have a family. And since then I've actually niched down pretty hard I used to just do private practices and now I'm niching down even further into mental health professionals. So either you're a psychologist, a therapist, or a psychiatrist, I do digital marketing and business development and those types of things for mental health professionals. And that's been a lot of fun too. There's just a huge need for it. And at the end of the day, my goal is to get your business in front of the people, especially on Google, get your business in front of the people who need it when they need it. So a lot of times people will go to Google and just search therapist near me, psychologist near me. And my job is to get you on the first page of Google, the top of Google, so that people can find you and, and get the help that they need and the services that you provide. Yeah. If you're listening, Brent and I have, have known each other for a while now. We've done many Zoom calls together just with some mutual clients and such. And Brent, what I'm always impressed with when I talk to you and when you're talking with clients is how much you know in kind of all the different areas of marketing, whether it's like you said, Google or Facebook or website related. And I think as, as a business owner who's not skilled in those areas, it sometimes feels overwhelming to kind of look into marketing and know there's so many options. There's so many tools in the toolbox, which are all great tools, but it's hard to know how much time to spend on each one, which ones to prioritize, things like that. What kinds of insights can you give business owners into how to navigate that? Which ones to prioritize? I mean, obviously it's different from business to business, but can you give any general advice there on just how to even start kind of thinking through that? Yeah. So any business, your sales funnel is crucial. And when I say a sales funnel, that's a pretty basic sales funnel. First, any business, if you want to actually survive, <laughs> you need a clear brand message. So this is how I talk about what a brand message is. Any good movie, it starts with a script. It's the words on the page. Movies don't get made unless there are words on the page. It's the first thing done. From a script, you can then hire the actors. You can do set design, uh, videographers, cinematographer, all those. You can build your team out, but it all starts with the script. I mean, imagine trying to film a movie without the words first. What's the conflict? 
What are the problems they're trying to solve? Is the hero going to win the day? It's also sort of like building a house without an architectural plan. So you just start piecemealing it. I imagine you could find some things on YouTube of what houses look like if they don't actually have a plan. So it's the same <laughs> thing with businesses is that you need that brand message first. What are the words that you're going to use to compel people to buy your products or services? So there's the brand message. And then from there, we take that brand message and we build out a movie, which I call the website, right? You build out your website and you tell the story of the problems that you solve for your clients. The only reason people are coming to your website is because they have a problem that needs to be solved. So do you actually describe the problems that you solve for people? And you'd be surprised how people just want to write about their cats. They want to write about the Netflix series that they're watching, like nobody <laughs> cares. And so, so the sales funnel includes a clear brand message, the words, and then how are you going to get that brand message out there is what well, you're going to put on a website. And then from there, part of the funnel is a business should have what I call like a lead generating PDF or video series. So when people come to your website, they may not be ready to buy the clear call to action button. You know, it's like the marry me button. I'm ready to do business, but not everyone who's ready to do business is on your website. And so there's a way that you can continue to nurture that relationship. So you can do like a pop-up and say, one successful one I have is for my wife's private practice is she's a child therapist and deals with a lot of anxiety and anger. And so we have a little pop-up that shows up, says 15 signs of childhood anxiety and how you can help. People download this thing all the time, but then it puts them in an email nurture campaign so that when they're ready to buy or they're ready to call and schedule an appointment or fill out a form, you've already nurtured that relationship and you've positioned yourself as the guide to help solve their problem. So a sales funnel really takes care of all that. If they're not ready to buy or to schedule, then you can continue that relationship through email. Focus on your brand message, focus on your website, and then get to that lead generating PDF to capture email addresses. That's a great roadmap. Sales funnel is one of those terms that's in business that gets thrown around quite a bit. So it's helpful to have kind of a definition in a roadmap of what that actually looks like, at least for me. You mentioned that the website a little bit more specifically that obviously can take a lot of different forms. Like you said, it can get pretty personal. Like this, this is all about me. This is what I like to do <laughs> in my free time. Or, you know, it can go all the other side where you're like, is there a real person behind this? So tell us a little bit about how to optimize the website. What pieces should be there? What are some of the common things we're missing? would love to hear. Yeah. Your insights there. Got it. So what I'm going to walk you through is those, like the five essential things that a website, a homepage needs to convert clicks into clients. And if your listeners, if they want this, there's link in the show notes, they can download. All right. So here's the thing. I get this idea from Donald Miller. He's the author of story brand and many business made simple and some, several other things. So I'm a certified story brand guide. And what he says, what I'm going to talk about is absolutely true when it comes to the grunt test. When someone lands on your website, you have the header, you have like three seconds for them to be able to grunt out what you do, how it can make their life better and what they need to do to buy it. So if they can't say that, if they can't grunt out those things in the first three to five seconds, then your messaging is all off. You're confusing people. And the rule is if you, if you confuse people, you're going to lose them. Confusion is the number one enemy of any business. So what I do is I just try to say it as plainly and clearly as possible on your header. So you need to be able to tell right away, they need to be able to tell what you do, how it can make their life better and what they need to do to buy it. That should be right on your header. If you're not answering those questions, then you're confusing them and they're going to leave your website and go to your competitor. 
So that's the first thing is the header. The second thing that I, I see a lot of are images, how businesses are using images on their website. Now, a lot of times people just have businesses of their building. Again, just on the header, it's like, are you in real estate? If you're not in real estate, you shouldn't have pictures of your building or pictures of cats <laughs> or pictures of people just walking through fields, holding hands. You know, Here's what you need to do with the images. Your images should reflect what success looks like after they interact with your product or services. Mm. So at the end of the day, just put happy, smiley people on it. We don't have time for irony. There's a lot of clients that I'll work with. They're like, well, I just like these colors, or I just like the way this thing makes me feel. But a lot of times it has nothing to do with the products or services that they have. It's just like their favorite picture. Huh. And again, it's just confusing them. Like it's confusing a potential client who's landing on your website. Can I ask about the pictures, stock photos? What's, what's your opinion on those? Because if I go on a website and see stock photos, I'm kind of put off. Is, is that actually important? Am I just <laughs> being too critical of websites? What's kind of your view on that? Yeah, yes and no. I always look for, is it authentic looking? Is it a picture of everyone on the couch, like holding their thumbs up for what success looks like? <laughs> That's probably not it. But, you know, you have your cell phone, have some of your employees just like stand against the wall and smile, right? Like you could do that. So people are totally fine with candid pictures like that. If not, sure. use a stock photo website that might not be overly produced. Showing success is more important at the end of the day. So try to find that sure. mix of authenticity and what success looks like. The other thing is just have a clear call to action. A call to action button is sort of like a cash register at a store. You want to be able to have it clearly. You don't want people guessing where the cash register is. Is it in the bathroom? Is it in the employee locker room mm -hmm. or whatever, right. right? You just want to have the cash register clearly displayed so they can just walk right up and buy. Same thing with a call to action button. So make sure you have a clear call to action button, hopefully with a color that really pops out from the rest of your website. And the other thing is like, don't assume that people know what to do when they come to your website. So just don't assume anything. <laughs> just keep it simple, keep it very clear. And a call to action button will do that. The next thing is to have a plan. I love using three-step plans. As you know, Nate, as you look at my clients' websites, it's very simple. A step one, fill out this form or step one, schedule a consultation. Step two, we'll see if you know we're a good fit. Step three, I like to throw success in there. Step three is begin to experience less anxiety in your life, whatever it might be. So just a three-step plan. Again, do not assume that your potential client knows how to do business with you. Sure. Especially when it's in the mental health world where a lot of people have never gone to counseling. They're like, how does this thing work? Just clearly lay out the plan because Donald Miller says this as well. He says, people don't always choose the best products to buy. They buy the ones that are the most clear. So the more clear you can make your product, the more clear you can have a plan that lays out how to engage with them. And the more clear your call to action, they're going to move towards that. And they're going to choose you over the competition. It all comes down to clarity. That's interesting. I experienced that. This is maybe not specifically in the same way, but I was shopping for some, some home improvement things, some insulation, things like that. And I was looking yes. at, you know, kind of all your big box stores and I shop based off of whose website is the easiest to kind of navigate. Meaning, you know, when you're looking at a product and if it's not at your local store, how easy is it to look at the, the surrounding stores and, you know, certain retailers, they pop up right there. You can see how many are available. It's really easy. Some you yeah. have to open a separate window for each one. And I'm like, I'm, I don't have time for this. You know, I have, I do have time, but it's frustrating. So that's maybe a, a simple example, but yeah, if it's not simple, if it's not easy to kind of navigate, people are out. They're not going to, yeah. not going to deal with that. There's 
so many other web- websites to check out. Yeah, it's absolutely true. And I just did a podcast with a fellow story brand guide and she does works. She works with hospitals and we had this really great conversation about how people shop for their healthcare, the same they shop for everything else online, for shoes, for clothing huh. and everything else. And so is your website actually confusing them when they get there or using big garbled language and medical terms that they may not understand. And so it was a really fascinating conversation. Okay. The fifth thing that every website should have if they want to convert clicks into clients are testimonials. Look, Amazon has taught us how to shop. So how do we shop on Amazon? We type in a product. All right. the, The next thing we look at are the ratings, right? The stars, how many reviews they have. And then we start making our purchasing decisions based on those reviews. So do you have any social proof on your website? Do you have anyone sharing two or three sentences of what their life looks like now after they've worked with you and bought your product or services? If you don't have that, then you're in trouble. You need to have social proof on there. And there's lots of ways you can do that. You just need some sort of testimonials. Now, I will say this. If I only had one thing to put on my website, I would just have one page filled with 50 reviews and a call to action. That's all I would have. Basically people saying how my product or services solve their problems. I saw this once. It's like basically, hey, this is what we do. And then just scroll review after review after review after review. I mean, it was there's probably 50 reviews on it. And you're like, I don't even need this product, but I want to buy it because <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> it's going to change my life. So social proofs are really important. The next thing, this is a bonus tip here is to use video, 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 video. I always say the one who uses the most video at the end of the day will win, especially if you're in the healthcare industry. The biggest barrier for choosing or buying a product or choosing you to be their therapist or whatever is like, do I actually trust you? And do I trust you enough to actually help you solve my problem? (laughs) So video is the quickest way you can break down those barriers of answering those questions. Do I trust you? And are you enough of authority to actually solve this problem for me? So that's the bonus tip. Use video. And the good news is you got a really powerful uh, video camera right here in your cell phone. So you don't even need a lot of fancy equipment. I love those. That is amazing. That is gold. That is so helpful. (laughs) The other thought I have on video is a lot of times it's a lot easier and it's going to, it's going to lead to just like instant authenticity, right? We were talking about Mm whether someone's authentic or, or not with the pictures and video is an easy way to do that. You go into someone's site, you see a video, you're like, all right, there's a real person here. There's a real story here. Whereas if you're only writing long articles and trying to build content that way, I think it's just, it's harder to, to digest sometimes. I mean, it, it has a place, but that trust isn't built as quickly, I think in some ways. So Brent, that's really helpful. Thanks for kind of the roadmap there. I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of your entrepreneurship journey. how did you get into being a business owner? And tell us a little bit about that background. Yeah. So, oh, it's four years ago, five years ago now. My wife came home from her agency. She was working at a, a larger health, mental health private practice. And she came home and said, Brent, I do not want to go back. I actually want to open my own private practice serving just kids. And I want it to be private pay. I don't want to deal with insurance at all. (laughs) It's like, all right. I didn't have a marketing background. I actually had a music background and a divinity degree. So (laughs) then we had no savings on top of that to actually launch a business. And Susan was pregnant with our son, Simeon, like seven months pregnant. 
<laughs> and if the other thing is, you know, living in Chicagoland, as you know, it's not cheap. And so if we were actually going to try to live in the Chicagoland area, we needed to make this private practice work because we weren't going to be able to live off my salary alone. So yeah, we had to figure out, we had to solve my, our own problem first, how to actually do this. And basically what any entrepreneur should be able to do is try to find a few frameworks to operate in. For me, I needed a framework on branding, like getting that message right. I just didn't know how to do that. And so I dove deep into the story brand framework and I was like, that's exactly what I need. And if it's a good framework, it can go across all businesses, really. It's a framework. You can plug it in whatever business or service industry that you're in. I leaned into that and I leaned into video. So I knew if we could do video and if we had clear messaging, we'd be able to cut through the competition and people would choose us over the competition. So we did that and it worked. And now Susan has like 10 employees or clinicians working for her four years later and quite a large office here in Hinsdale. And it's awesome. Like we're loving it. But I was like, all right, so if this works, I wonder if we could do it for another private practice. And this is how brand your practice started. So I did it for Kid Matters Counseling, my wife's private practice. But then I started partnering with other private practices locally and across the country, implementing the same structure and framework. And it works. It's crazy. So I've, I've totally bought into that framework and, and I've systematized it. How, if you're going to start a private practice in mental health field, this is what your homepage should look like your clinician pages should look like this, like I standardize it because I just trial and error. I just know what works. Like you said, I've done everything. I've done, kind of done the whole marketing stack. And so now I don't do that anymore. I just know how everything works and I know what doesn't work <laughs> or what you shouldn't be you know, investing your money in as far as marketing goes. Yeah, no, that's great. That's a pretty, pretty crazy four years to think back on just describing that situation that you guys kind of were living in. Not that that was bad, but just so different. So that's pretty incredible. It's pretty cool to see kind of two businesses growing out of that too, you know? So it's just fun. You know, I think when a lot of people think about starting a business, you know, you're always kind of waiting for like a perfect time to do it, right? Or you're waiting for kind of the perfect circumstances. And I think that story is proof that, you know, sometimes that starts in a situation that's very much not ideal yeah. for starting a business and something really great can still grow out of that or two great businesses can still grow out of that. So that's, yeah. that's pretty fun. It, it's sort of like, when do I propose? Like, sure. when do I get married? At the end of the day, there's really like no perfect timing to get married. Mm -hmm. Like we're committed to one another and we're going to make this work, even if the stars aren't all aligned. Because at the end of the day, it's sort of like this leap of faith. And if you're committed to it, then you can actually, well, you could keep this metaphor going further. Like in a marriage, you can have children. <laughs> in a business, you can hire employees, right? Like you can just keep growing that and providing for those mm -hmm. people. So now we have combined with just my wife and I, we probably help provide for 15 different people depend on the success of our business to feed families and put their kids through college and those types of things. That's the part about entrepreneurship and small business ownership that I think is not often talked about, but the part that's so powerful in communities, right, is small businesses provide real jobs and real places of meaning and connection for a lot of people. Not obviously usually the reason that you start a business, but one of those benefits that's like when you think back, you're like, wow, that's, that's pretty cool and pretty life-changing in a lot of ways. You know, I'll say this though, just to kind of give you a shout out, you know, one of the things that when I partner with a private practice, kind of like my partnership plan that I do, where we kind of go in together and make this work, you know, it ends up being not just marketing, right? Because a lot of businesses need business development. And I'm sort of like, all right, I view myself as a partner in this private practice and I want to make sure this 
succeeds and you can actually make your ends meet and those types of things. And one of it is actually not just the business growth plan, but just making sure you're profitable. And so I remember <laughs> you reached out to me on LinkedIn, like at the dark night of the soul, as I was like trying to make QuickBooks work. Like I had <laughs> no idea. It was getting overwhelming because we're business are growing. We had employees, contractors are making money. I'm like, I just cannot do this. And I read the Profit First book by Michael McAllowitz and like, I want to implement that, but I need help. So you reached out to me on LinkedIn and you're like, bookkeeping help. I'm like, yeah, please. Right now that I feel like the house is on fire. I was thinking, I told you like, I'm having these conversations with my wife. She's like, how much money to come in? I'm like, ah, oh, it's good. There's money in the bank. Were we profitable this month? I'm like, yeah, I think so. The number's like not <laughs> negative. And, and so I was like, that's not sustainable. And <laughs> so you said, hey, you know, you reached out because you need some bookkeeping help. I'm like, absolutely, I do. And have you heard of this thing called Profit First? And you're like, Profit First, I love that book. So then you've been helping me just like get this all going. And not only do you just help with me, I now bring you in with my clients too because they need to know the story of their numbers. So thank you <laughs> for all your help because man, it, it is so important for business owners to know the numbers and the story that their numbers are telling them. Yeah, well, thanks for the shout out there. I mean, I obviously totally agree. The story of the numbers is... So key, and it, it's what influences your decision making as a business owner. But yeah, we, we talked a little bit about that on on Brent's podcast too, so you can definitely check that out. That conversation we talked a little bit more about profit first. If you're curious about what that is, so you can find more about that conversation too. But yeah, one of those funny LinkedIn connections. I don't even think I was trying to get you as a client or anything. I think I was just like, hey, Brent, you know, it looks like we're serving similar people. Let's just talk and see if we can share some tips. So. Yeah. I want to ask you though, in this conversation, one more question sure. before we wrap up here, thinking back on that journey of being a business owner, I mean, you've shared quite a few insights already, but what's kind of one or, or one or two of kind of your key takeaways from that, you know, to someone who's just getting into business, getting into entrepreneurship, what would you tell them? I, I, know, I know you could go a lot of different directions with that, but what's at least one of the things you'd tell them or think about telling them? Yeah, I would always be learning about marketing. <laughs> It changes all the time. If that's your role, if you're a business owner that kind of has to wear that hat, then find one or two or three podcasts just to hang your hat on and learn it. The second thing is, this is a story brand framework thing where a lot of people view themselves as the hero of the story. And if you position yourself as the hero, nobody cares because they're on a journey and they're like, oh yeah, that sounds like a really nice journey you're on. Yeah, you can't help me. I'm actually on a different journey trying to solve this problem. So the more you can position yourself as the guide, the one who's been there before, who succeeded, you show them some empathy. Like, I know how hard it is, but you can do it. And I've actually helped 50 other people do the same thing and then called them to action. You're going to win. The more you position yourself as the guide on your sales calls, on your website, you're going to win, win, win all day. So I would say study up on marketing. It's always changing. But the most important thing is position yourself as the guide. So position yourself as the guide, study up on the marketing, just make it a part of your practice. Yeah. That's great. Brent, thanks so much for joining us. This has been yeah. amazing. Yeah, we'll potentially have to talk more down the down the road about other topics, but I will put the description for those five tips in the in the description here. So listeners, you guys can check that out instead of having to go back and pause and write notes and things. You can pull that up and I'm sure it's in a beautifully crafted PDF or something along those lines. So it is, <laughs> but honestly, you should just, you should go to my website, just go to brandyourpractice.com slash blog, right? Just start on the homepage and just see what that journey is yeah. like. 
to see what a story brand website looks like and what a sales funnel looks like. Go to the blog. You can download the PDF and get in my nurture campaign and just see how I'm positioning myself as the guide, trying to show how I solve people's problems. That's the best way to learn is just, they call it funnel hacking. Just hack the funnel, see what they're doing. So I just encourage people to do it. There you go. Yeah, that's great. Well, sounds good, Brent. Otherwise, you're on LinkedIn, other great ways to contact you. Any other platforms that you really are hitting on these days? Yeah, I gave up on Instagram. I just don't even <laughs> spend time on the But LinkedIn, yeah, if you hit me up with a message or tag me, then I'll get notified and we can well, start a conversation. I'd love to talk about this stuff. Right. Just go to my website too. You can fill out like a little Calendly appointment. We can chat, you know, stuff like that. So Good to know. Yeah. Well, thanks again. And thank you listeners for joining us on the Navigating Business Podcast. And we will see you next time.